Hello everybody, welcome to the Today with Tyler podcast. Today I make a mock draft which will have the first round in my website which is todaywithtylerpodcast.wordpress.com as well as some other notable picks. I will explain all of my first round picks in this podcast episode. Thank you and enjoy. Alright, so with the first pick of the NFL draft in 2021, the Jacksonville Jaguars have everybody in college football to draft from. I think they take Trevor Lawrence at number one who is a quarterback out of Clemson It's pretty universal that everybody thinks he'll go first. People are claiming he's a generational talent at quarterback, so I can't imagine them going anywhere else but taking Trevor Lawrence. With the second pick in the draft, we have the New York Jets. Now, the Jets had a quarterback for a while, Sam Darnold out of USC. Uh, He never really turned out to be all that great, but the Jets were never great around him either, so he never got a chance to truly prove himself, but now he's been traded to the Carolina Panthers. That trade has created an interesting vacuum of a quarterback where the Jets need to draft one. You can't draft a second round quarterback and expect him to be an instant starter, and you definitely can't go any later than second. So in that case, you have to take a quarterback with this number two pick. Now, to me, the number two quarterback in the draft class is Zach Wilson out of BYU. Zach Wilson has a lot of talent. He has a great amount of physical attributes that are necessary, including throwing, accuracy. He has speed. He can run if he wants to. He makes good decisions, and he's only going to get better as time goes on, much less to the fact that he really proved himself. He was amazing in college football. So going into the NFL season, I think he'll be great as long as the Jets can draft well around him. If they can draft well around him, he'll be a great pick for them, and he won't turn out like every other quarterback they drafted, including Sam Darnold and Mark Sanchez. The third pick in the NFL draft is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, they were originally the 12th pick and traded up to the number 3, meaning they're taking a quarterback and they're taking the third best quarterback in this draft. They have have to have a lot of faith in that quarterback because they only have one or two years left with Jimmy Garoppolo, if that, so they have to really try to be the best team they can be with this quarterback, so they must pick a really good pick. There's been a lot of media hype around Mac Jones becoming their pick, but Anyone who truly has analyzed football means you probably don't agree with Mac Jones going there because Mac Jones is not the same talent as other people. Now, I personally like Trey Lance, but I don't think Trey Lance is Super Bowl ready, and the rest of the 49ers team is. I think the best choice to go with here, the safest one, is Justin Fields. Justin Fields has the chance to be a great quarterback, and given a year or two of development, all of his critics will be proved wrong because even the people who claim he doesn't have the best decision making or he doesn't have the best reads, after a year of training, that might go away. After a year of training behind a good NFL quarterback and a good NFL system, there's a good chance all of that leaves and he can be the quarterback he should be with his athleticism, his arm strength, his accuracy. So Justin Fields would have a really good chance there and the 49ers would have a really good future with Justin Fields' under center. The number four pick in the NFL draft is the Atlanta Falcons. Originally, I had put the Falcons taking Gregory Rousseau, who's an edge rusher, but he's not good enough to warrant the number four overall pick. He's much more of a mid-round to beginning of the second round pick, so Gregory Rousseau really won't be taken until much later. Thus, I really had to worry about what are the Falcons going to take. The Falcons have a couple more years of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. They have a really good wide receiver core. They could use some O-line hope. They could use a running back for the future. 
and they could use a lot of defensive help. Now, they picked up cornerback Fabian Moreau off of the Washington Redskins, but they still need another corner. All of their coverage was terrible last year, and there's no safeties good enough to warrant the number four overall pick, but the best corner in this draft is Patrick Sertain II, and he is outstanding. I think he's a perfect fit for the Atlanta Falcons in their scheme, so Patrick Sertain, welcome to the Atlanta Falcons. The fifth overall pick is the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals had the number one overall pick last year and picked Joe Burrow, the quarterback. But Joe Burrow got hurt this year, and that was because he had no offensive line to block for him. By adding an offensive line piece, Joe Burrow would be able to become healthy and have confidence to throw to his wide receivers, his tight ends, etc. In my opinion, they have a good enough wide receiver core to be able to warrant the number five pick on the best offensive line in the draft, who in my opinion is Pene Suell. Pene Suell has an amazing uh, repertoire of athletic skills, and so putting him as your offensive tackle to blindside block for Joe Burrow would provide a recipe for success in the future, where they can build upon everything that they have already by blocking for their great quarterback and allowing him to show what he showed in LSU in 2019. The number six overall pick is the Miami Dolphins. Now, they traded in this pick after trading down from the number three overall pick, but that shows that they clearly want someone who's one of the top skill players. They could use a receiver or two, or they could use a receiving target, they could use a running back, they could use some defense help. Now, to me, you have to take Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a generational talent at tight end. He's basically a wide receiver who just gets matched up with linebackers. He's the best of the best. I don't think we've ever seen a tight end like Kyle Pitts. If he turns out to be what he was with the Gators, it's going to be game over when you're trying to play Miami. He's so good and gets such good matchups that Kyle Pitts is impossible not to take because Tua cannot possibly fail if you have Kyle Pitts to rely on. That's why Kyle Trask was in the Heisman conversation for a while because Kyle Pitts is just so good and has so many good matchups that not only can he beat your number one corner, but he never gets matched up with your number one corner, leaving every single person on the defense responsible for someone else other than the guy that they're already on. It's an amazing fit, and I think that just puts the Dolphins even closer to being able to make a deep playoff push. Pick number seven in the NFL draft. That pick goes to the Detroit Lions. Now, the Lions just got another quarterback that they'll have for a couple more years, but they did lose both of their star wide receivers with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. In my opinion, you have to take the top wide receiver in the draft, who luckily is insanely good. Jamar Chase was a clear number one wide receiver over Justin Jefferson, who took the NFL by storm as a rookie last year. By picking up Jamar Chase, you're giving Jared Goff every reason not to fail because Jamar Chase is just that good. He is just undeniably great, and so adding him to your team adds a lot more offensive weapons and scares def defenses that have to play against you. The number eight pick in the NFL draft is probably the hardest one. The Carolina Panthers needed a quarterback, and every mock draft until this point had had them taking a quarterback, whether it was Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. They needed one, and they were getting one. The problem is, they just traded for a quarterback. They traded for Sam Darnold from the New York Jets. That creates not only two quarterbacks that are getting paid a lot with Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater, but even if you trade Teddy Bridgewater, which it seems like they might do, you're going to end up with a quarterback like Sam Darnold, who is a veteran enough to start, and they will probably start him. I don't think you can sit anyone behind Sam Darnold because he's not that experienced, and he's never had success in the NFL. 
he can't train somebody if he's never been the one who's ever succeeded either. So you're not in the position to take someone who's going to play quarterback for you. The Carolina Panthers have to go elsewhere, and one of their biggest flaws to this day is their offensive line. So I have them taking Christian Derisaw as an offensive tackle in this draft, being the number two tackle, and that way they can protect Sam Darnold or whoever else they might end up with later on, so that way they can create a better atmosphere for their team and block better, so that way their quarterback, Sam Darnold or whoever else, can have more time to throw to their pretty good receiving core and block for Christian McCaffrey, who is already great, so giving him a blocker is never going to hurt. The number 10 pick in this NFL draft is the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have an offense that could be somewhat scary if their defense was okay, but their defense is nowhere close to acceptable right now. Their defense is nowhere close to even top 16 in my opinion, and they need some defensive back help. Obviously, a linebacker would help, some edge rushers would help, but defensive back is probably the most important, and because of the situation of this draft, a defensive back makes the most sense. So I have them taking cornerback J.C. Horn. Now, J.C. Horn would be able to provide them with good coverage for a long time. They'll be able to sign him for a while. He'll be able to provide reliable coverage, which is key for them because they signed marginal free agents this year for their defense. And so by adding someone who's going to be there for a lot longer, they'll be able to at least have one cornerstone corner while they work on everything else in their defense. At number 11, we have the New York Giants. Now, the Giants need an offensive line. Their offense is pretty good elsewhere, but they don't have a line to block for their quarterback, who is kind of on the hot seat, and they don't have a line to block for Saquon Barkley, who already is pretty good even without one. Adding to their offensive line would be absolutely amazing, and with the situation of the draft class, makes more sense than drafting defensively. I have them taking Rashawn Slater, an offensive tackle, so that way they can block for Danny Dimes and potentially make Saquon Barkley even better as he recovers from his torn ACL. The number 12 pick is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles were a Super Bowl winning team in 2017, and then just completely fell off. They have pretty much no hope to win right now, so they need to completely rebuild. And by rebuilding, they could add a wide receiver for Jalen Hurts, their new quarterback, who's kind of under a lot of scrutiny right now. Uh, Devontae Smith is the best route runner in this draft, maybe behind uh, Chase, but because Chase is already off the board, it's basically Devontae Smith versus Jalen Waddle. Now, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith were on the same team. They were both Alabama wide receivers, and the clear wide receiver one in that, and the Heisman winner, mind you, is Devontae Smith. Jalen Waddle just doesn't have the same skills Devontae Smith has, and size won't be that much of a worry when you're dealing with such a good wide receiver like Devontae Smith, because as you can see in college, size doesn't matter. It's how you use it. Number 13 is the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers found their future franchise quarterback last year with Justin Herbert, but they don't have an O-line to block for him, and because of the situation of this NFL draft class, I've taken a lot of offensive tackles already. So in my opinion, they take Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. He's listed as a guard, but he can play both tackle and guard, which is amazing because if they find a better tackle, they can move him to guard and he'll be just as good. By getting such a versatile, good offensive lineman, Justin Herbert can have faith that he can throw the ball without getting hit, and they'll become a playoff team within the next couple of years if they can block for Justin Herbert and let him do what he needs to do. Number 14 is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Vikings have had a good defense historically, and especially lately with the Mike Zimmer era, but lately it's fallen apart. 
They don't have the defense they used to have, and their offense is only getting better. So because of that, they don't need to focus on their offense. They have a decent offensive line for now, so they can wait on that and draft that in the later rounds of the draft. However, they can take the best linebacker in this class with pick number 14, so I don't know why they wouldn't. Micah Parsons is an amazing linebacker. He's very physical. He's very fast, tough. He's everything you want in a linebacker and more. Despite his character concerns, which aren't going to be that big of a deal, I believe, Michael Parsons is an amazing linebacker and is NFL ready now, meaning that the Vikings don't have to wait for him to sprout into an NFL guy. He already is one, which is perfect for them because their offense is so good now, they don't have as much time to wait as other teams do, so Michael Parsons is a perfect fit for the Minnesota Vikings. Number 15 is the New England Patriots. Now, the Patriots are another one of the more interesting teams in this draft. The Patriots need a quarterback for the future, Cam Newton is not it yet, and they need some other pieces throughout their entire team. They signed really good tight ends, they signed some pretty good free agents all over the board, but they need something to really get them going to be a playoff team. Now, the two top picks for me that were still available in this draft were quarterback Trey Lance and wide receiver Jalen Waddle. Trey Lance is an amazing quarterback, but there are some, some concerns about him and his accuracy and his ability to throw on the run those are going to be something that he needs to develop with and that's not nfl ready yet trey lance is not nfl ready as a quarterback he needs to train behind somebody and that somebody is not cam newton unfortunately it's just not a good situation in the new england patriots organization to support someone like trey lance who really needs to revamp a little bit and get stronger in certain areas he has one to even two or three years of development out of him and he's only a sophomore which it makes sense then but because of that i don't have them taking trey lance i have them taking jalen waddle who is the number three potentially the number two wide receiver in this draft class and therefore it doesn't make sense why they wouldn't they did they're so far they haven't really succeeded in drafting wide receivers lately and Cam Newton needs every weapon he can get to prove that he's still an NFL quarterback. Last year, we saw them struggle because Cam Newton had no weapons, and they signed some weapons, but by adding Jalen Waddle, who probably will not bust, you're going to end up finding Cam Newton surrounded by so many good weapons that even if he's not the quarterback for the future, whoever they sign after this year will be, because there's everything there but a quarterback ready for success, and that's a beautiful position to be in. And you're not taking a quarterback who potentially could bust and isn't going to be able to develop behind Cam Newton, who isn't much of a teaching quarterback. Number 16 is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals made some pretty good free agent acquisitions, and Kyler Murray's a great quarterback. So what do they really need? Defensive backs with the loss of Patrick Peterson and offensive line. And with the scene of the offensive line now, because so many picks have been taking with offensive line in this draft, there's not enough first-round talent anymore. So you can wait until the second and third rounds to get those offensive pieces you need as the Arizona Cardinals. What they do need is defensive backs. That's why I have them taking Greg Newsom the second, who is the best cornerback left in this draft. And Greg Newsom would be able to revamp that defensive back in that secondary position, and they would be able to cover for once. It'll be amazing to see them with a good defense because their offense is already really good. By adding a defense onto that offense, you're going to end up with a playoff team, and they narrowly missed the playoffs this year, so getting them good to be able to compete with everyone else in their division is going to be absolutely amazing. 
At number 17, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Raiders are kind of a terrible team. They're just so mediocre that they can't really hope to be good. But one of their biggest flaws was the Khalil Mack trade that sent Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears and didn't get them enough in return. Everyone that they've picked so far for pressure hasn't really panned out yet. Everybody, like Max Crosby, has just kind of fallen flat. So what they take at number 17 is Christian Barmore, a defensive tackle out of Alabama. He is so good that he beats the purpose of drafting an edge rusher, which I originally thought, because he's able to break down the inside lineman and really get to the quarterback and supply inside pressure, which isn't all that common in the NFL. And as you can see with Aaron Donald, it's very effective in the NFL. If you can create chaos on the inside, the outside becomes weaker, and thus you're going to be able to get a lot more pressure on the quarterback. So Christian Barmore is a great pick for them. He's going to be able to be a great Raider, and he really is just a good defensive tackle. At number 18, we have the Miami Dolphins' actual pick, where they have a lot of options to take, but in my opinion, they take Quiddy Pay, who is an edge rusher. Now, that supplies the Miami Dolphins with some much-needed defensive pressure, because they rely heavily on the blitz to supply that pressure, which has been working. But imagine if they could use their linebackers in much more effective ways than always having them blitz. That would be amazing. And then adding an edge rusher never hurts. Quiddy Pay is an amazing fit for them. He's pretty NFL-ready. So by the time that they are fully ready for a deep playoff push, so will he. And that'll be absolutely amazing to have as the Miami Dolphins. Pick number 19 in this NFL draft is the Washington football team. Now, Washington has a couple needs left. They could use some depth at linebacker and left tackle. And, of course, most importantly, quarterback. Now, as I said with the Patriots, Trey Lance is not NFL-ready. But that's perfect for the Washington football team. Now, Washington will be able to train Trey Lance to be a great quarterback because with Ryan Fitzpatrick there and such a great quarterback room around him, Trey Lance will be able to sprout into someone amazing. And he would train to be a great NFL quarterback and take them to the Super Bowl that they're looking like they'll be able to win in five-ish years. Their window's opening up. Their division is weaker than ever been. So by adding Trey Lance, they're only hoping for a better future, which is amazing. And really, you can draft in the second and third rounds everything else you need with Trey Lance available in this first round. Pick 20 is the Chicago Bears, who historically have had a really good defense and not as good of an offense. The problem is, there's no offensive pieces that are good enough for them to take in this first round anymore. So, they look at defense. They lost an amazing corner in Kyle Fuller and didn't get anything out of him. They just released him. Nobody really knows why they did that versus trading him, which would have gotten them a lot of good value. But, it happened. And so, what do they do? They draft Caleb Farley, who is a corner, and will be able to replace Kyle Fuller and try to maintain that amazing defense Chicago has been relying on to make the playoffs the last couple years while they try to find their quarterback for the future. Pick number 21 is the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Colts have a pretty Super Bowl-ready team with the addition of Carson Wentz at quarterback. My biggest issue with them is that they're really going to rely on T.Y. Hilton to be a wide receiver because... Michael Pittman Jr. is not good enough to be a wide receiver one yet, and he only caught one touchdown pass last year. That's not amazing as a rookie. It's not bad, obviously, but I don't have faith in him to become the replacement for T.Y. Hilton when his deal runs out and he leaves or retires, which could be pretty soon for all we know. He's a veteran wide receiver who could find himself going elsewhere, 
And so to them, they need to take a wide receiver. And why wouldn't you take the number four wide receiver in this draft class, Rashad Bateman, who really is a good wide receiver. He'll be able to add so much weapons that it's impossible for them not to do well. And that is going to be an amazing thing to have as the Indianapolis Colts because they're basically ready to make that push for the Super Bowl. And by adding a wide receiver, it only makes it even easier to be able to win against such great defenses that they're going to have to play like the Buccaneers. Pick number 22, it's the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Titans have an amazing offense. Their wide receivers are pretty good. And King Henry is King Henry. They're going to be able to run it for days. The thing is, they don't have as much of a defense as they would love. And to me, you take the number 16 overall prospect in this list, which is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa also known as JOK. JOK provides everything you need as a linebacker, and he maybe is one year away from being an NFL star. He's an amazing linebacker, he's only slightly worse than Michael Parsons, and he has a great ceiling. So JOK would be able to provide such good strength at linebacker that the Tennessee Titans have been needing for so long, and will be able to help with blitzes, run defending, and pass defending, because he's such a good, strong linebacker. Pick 23 also goes to the New York Jets. Now, the Jets have Mecky Becton, who's turning out to be a really good left tackle, but when you draft someone like um, Zach Wilson, you're going to need a big, good line. So to me, they take Tevin Jenkins, who is an offensive tackle. Now, that provides them with much-needed support for Zach Wilson and whoever else they can get at running back, etc., to be able to actually have time to pass, which is going to be really helpful in making a good team for the future. Pick number 24 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers are an interesting team where they have a lot of things to work on. They're losing everybody from that great early 2010s team, and so they really have to revamp everything. They lost Le'Veon Bell, and they haven't been able to make up for the running game since, and they're not re-signing James Conner. Their replacement right now is Benny Snell. He's not good enough, and it's pretty clear that he isn't, and people widely accept that he isn't. So by adding Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama, you're going to be able to add the best running back in this class who is insanely fast and has so much power that he can fill the shoes that Le'Veon Bell left outside. By adding Najee Harris, you revamp this Steelers offense that really needs a revamp because everybody is kind of uninspired right now, and Najee Harris is a perfect person to really change that atmosphere there. With pick number 25 in this draft, Jacksonville Jaguars need to take an offensive lineman. You're drafting a generational quarterback, which means that if you hurt him, you're going to regret that for a very long time. And so they need to take someone like offensive tackle Samuel Cosme. He'll be able to block, he'll be able to grow to be an even better blocker, and soon enough, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be able to have enough time to be able to let Trevor Lawrence throw how he wants to throw and how he threw at Clemson. The Cleveland Browns are at pick 26, and they're a pretty set team. What they could use most is edge rushers and linebackers. So, to me, they take Zayvon Collins, a linebacker out of Tulsa. Zayvon Collins is an amazing linebacker, and the linebacker class is so good that even with the pick 26, you're going to end up with such a great linebacker. He's NFL ready, and he'll be able to supply the Browns with much needed pressure from linebackers and support them as they move forward to be a potentially Super Bowl winning team. Alright, pick 27 is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, there is a lot of different perspective on the number 5 wide receiver in this draft, who 
really will be whoever the Baltimore Ravens are picking. To me, it's Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Tony is a really good wide receiver. He was a wide receiver one there, and he could transform into a wide receiver one in Baltimore. He's going to have an even better quarterback and an even better run game. We'll be able to take attention off of him and supply him with much-needed separation, and Tony will transfer to be one of the best wide receivers they could possibly take with this number 27 pick. Pick 28 is New Orleans Saints. The Saints need some defensive back help. It's their biggest issue that isn't quarterback moving forward, and by adding safety Trevon Morig, they're going to be able to clean up the act of their penalty-ridden secondary and be able to support their powerful offense and their really good pass rush. Losing Corey Lindsley really hurts the Green Bay Packers, who have the 29th pick in this NFL draft. To make up for that loss, they take Creed Humphrey, a center, and he'll be able to replace Corey Lindsley and hopefully be able to be just as good. So that way they can move forward in being a really good team while drafting better positions and skill positions later on in this draft. Pick number 30 is the Super Bowl-bound Buffalo Bills. Their biggest issues are a little bit of defensive help and no running game at all. By adding a running back, they become so much better and take so much pressure off of their already really good offense. So by drafting Travis Aton out of Clemson, they'd be able to supply a really good running back with a really good team. And he really will be surrounded by players that will make him succeed. So if he fails, it's on him and it's not a team thing. So he's surrounded by weapons. They'll be able to do very well with a good running back, which I think Clemson is going to be able to provide for them. With the 31st pick in the NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs don't have many things to fix, but one of them is offensive tackle. They released both of their great offensive tackles and haven't picked anyone up for it. So to me, they take Alex Leatherwood. He's a great offensive tackle who will be able to provide Patrick Mahomes with support because as we saw in the Super Bowl, they can't let him thrive when he's too busy getting chased down by edge rushers. And with the deep pushes they're making, they're going to be facing really good edge rushers. So providing Alex Leatherwood with such a good team, he'll be able to thrive and hopefully become an all-star, all-pro even, NFL offensive tackle. Pick 32 in this NFL draft. The final pick of round one. The final pick of day one. What are the reigning world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to pick? In my opinion, it's edge rusher Aziz Ojulari. Now, obviously they have a really good edge rushing scheme right now, but the thing is, they're all out of their team, they have a lot of really young guys minus quarterback and edge rusher. Both of those have a lot of veterans in instead. And so by adding a new, young stud of an edge rusher, you're going to be able to not only supply him with really good mentors, but add young fire into that team, which already is proven to be successful in every other position of their team minus quarterback. So adding a young edge rusher like Aziz will be perfect for the reigning world champions to become even better than they already are. All right, thank you for listening to this episode of the Today with Tyler podcast. I hope you enjoyed, and I should soon be coming out with another mock draft with Daniel Tinoco, where we have a little bit more of a competition and an interesting feel to it. Thank you.